Welcome to Maranatha Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Femi Fenoyo. We have joined a series that I've been doing on Maranatha YouTube teaching channel titled The Bible. We have joined the series at the beginning of another season, which we have titled The Story of the Whole Bible. So once again, thank you so much for joining me today. We are continuing on this epic story this epic story that we have all been dealing with with respect to the bible so today by the grace of god we want to start by actually going into the beginning okay we want to go into the beginning we want to start looking into this story remember the last time we were looking at what makes a good story okay we're talking about what makes a good story generally because the bible is a record of an epic story it is the story of God, okay? There is, there is a plot <laughs> in that book. There's a subplot. There are characters, okay? There are tensions, okay? There are suspense, there are surprises. There is, as we said, there is a beginning and there is an end in that book. And also there is a middle, okay? There's a middle in there. And it is very, very important for us. And, and there is, there's a content to this story. But the thing about the story, like we said, is that this story is a living story. But this story actually is a powerful story. It's a story that that is not just a story, it's a story that is full of power. It's a story that, that is life and death. It's a story that is full of glory. It's a story that is alive. Okay, it's not just, you know, it just, it's not just, it's not an entertainment story. This is a story of life. Okay, like we are talking about, you know, reality TV. Okay, this is not an entertainment. This is, this is about life and death. This is a story that affects us, that makes a difference. This is a story that will determine where you and I are going to spend eternity after this life. This is a story that will also de- that will also determine the quality of the life that we live. This is a story that determines the quality of our relationship with God and the quality of our relationship with one another. So this is not this is a is a story, but it's a story that is not like any other story. This is an epic story. This is a story that brings life, or this is a story that if we fall on the wrong side can bring death. And this story is very, very important. It's a reality story. There are consequences with respect to this story. There are consequences with respect to this story. So that is why it is very, very important for us to pay attention. So like I said, we are going to go by the grace of God to the beginning and start looking at the story okay praise the lord but before we do that yes we are going to the beginning but before we do that it's interesting that for us to make sense of the beginning of this story we have to go to the middle of the story first okay we could as well go to the beginning of the story and start but i want to take you to the middle of the story remember what we said that the main character we met the main character in the very first verse of the Bible. So I want you actually take you to the middle of the story first and meet that character again because there's something, some issue we need to establish that will make this whole story, you know, help us to be able to understand it and set the scene as it were for us in Jesus' name. So I'm going to read a couple of scripture 
and then we will go back to the beginning john chapter 5 and we have read some of this scripture before we want to see some of the things that the lord jesus said john chapter 5 verses 39 and 40. the lord jesus this was when people came to him you know his distractors the pharisees the sadducees and they were you know arguing with him and they were opposing him and verse 39 john chapter 5 verse 39 and 40 the lord jesus said search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and they are they which testify of me and you will not come to me that you might have life remember we are talking about this story this epic story we are talking about the story of the whole bible the lord jesus said the story of the scripture you say you search it you read it okay you study it, you search the scripture because in them you think you will have eternal life remember what i said earlier on that this story is much more than just an entertainment it is about life it brings life and if we fall on the wrong side it brings death but the lord jesus tells us something he's giving us a window into this story he said in that story that the primary purpose of that story is to testify of me of him that the the, the purpose of the story okay that the heart of the story can be found in the person of the lord jesus christ that this story is a witness this story is a testification to him that is what this story is all about. Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. Again, we've read this scripture before. This was those two disciples on the way to Emmaus. Remember, after the Lord Jesus Christ has been crucified, there's something the Lord Jesus told them, I mean, did to them, okay, after all the all the dialogue. Verse 27, Luke 24, verse 27. I'm beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all scriptures the things concerning himself the things he is the central character the bible says that starting from moses and all prophets you know the scripture that they have in those days the bible says he expounded he, he, he exposed he, he, he unfolded unto them in all scripture it, it, all scripture are the one that contain this story of the whole bible the lord jesus the bible says that he expounded unto them in all scripture the things concerning himself and obviously he disappeared in the breaking of bread and these two men took off back to jerusalem and while they were in jerusalem trying to report what has happened the lord jesus appeared among them and one of the things he then did is what i'm going to read in verse 44 and also we read verse 45 and he the lord jesus christ said unto them his disciples these are the words which i spake unto you while i was yet with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of moses in the prophets and in the psalm concerning me then open he their understanding that they might understand the scripture and those are the three divisions of the old testament hebrew scripture and the lord jesus said the scripture is about him he said this is what is written in the law of moses in the prophets in the psalm or in the writing concerning me so this is very 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 important for us to understand the Lord Jesus said, I am the I am the heart, I am the I am the foremost character in this story. So who was there? We, we said Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, in the beginning, God. And the Lord Jesus is beginning to say, That was me. John chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. In the beginning was the world, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. 
all things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 9, keying in, in the middle of a verse, but we, what we need is there. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world has been hid with God, who created all things, how? By Christ Jesus. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So straight away we see that the God that created the heaven and the earth was the same man that was born in John chapter 1. So Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 was the beginning. John chapter 1 verse 1 was another beginning in the beginning. So the God that we see in John chapter 1 verse 1 was the same God that we saw in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the world. So what we have in the book of Genesis was being parallel to what we had in the book of that we have in the book of John was being parallel to what we have in the book of Genesis because there is another creation. If any man being Christ is a new creature, there was a there was an original creation, there is a new creation. Something happened to the original creation. And here the creator has come again and we see him. The Bible says that God created all things by Jesus Christ. This is why I've taken you to the middle. This is why I'm taking you to the middle today. Before we go back to the beginning, I kept going up and down, isn't it? So that we can understand what is going on. Number one, the Lord Jesus told his disciples that all those things you read is, is about me. <laughs> now we see that he actually was the one that created the universe. He was the one that said, let there be, let there be. And here was God in our midst, Emmanuel. One more thing. The other thing is, what was he about when he came? You know, when he came in the middle, when he came in the middle, what was he about? What was his message? And what we saw is that he was about, he had a message, he had a focus. Mark chapter 1, in fact, you can read this in all the synoptic gospel and also in the book of John. Mark chapter 1, but let's read Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Now, after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent you and believe the gospel. Now we are going to come back later when we are properly, when we are properly talking about the middle, we are going to come back to look about some of this thing in detail. But I've gone there so that we can have a connection. His message was the message of the kingdom. In fact, when he was born, what was the message by the wise man from the east? They said, where is he that was born? The king of the Jews. That was the message. Where was the king? And this was what got the attention of Herod. And the Bible says this was his message. Do you know that the Lord Jesus tells us that that the signs, he said, if I by the finger of God do cast out demons, then the kingdom of God is among you. Okay, his parable was the parable of the kingdom. His birth was the birth of the king. His teaching was the teaching of the kingdom. His parable was the parable of the kingdom. His miracle was signs of the kingdom. And this was the heart of his message. And that is what we see. You see, it is very, very important to come to that middle. For us to actually have a direction as we go back now to the beginning. Okay. It gives us something that we are now going to see when we go back to the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. So I want to read the book of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 with what we've just learned about the middle. 
what we just learned about the middle, I want to now go back to the book of Genesis chapter 1 and read that. And read Genesis chapter 1 with that in mind. Okay. So let's go back and read Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. I will read that again and then we will see how the Lord will help us. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moves upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. What we see the Lord Jesus Christ doing in Genesis chapter 1, was exactly what the Lord Jesus did when we saw him come face to face with us in the gospel. He was kinging. In other words, he was exercising kingly dominion. In other words, he was doing kingdom because he is the king. What did we see in the gospel? We saw him com commanding Lazarus. In Mark chapter 5, no, sorry, in John chapter 11, verse 43, he told Lazarus, Lazarus, come forth. And what happened? Lazarus came forth. Mark chapter 5, verse 41, he said, Damsel, I see unto you, arise the daughter of Jairus. The, 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 Lazarus was dead for, for three days. The, the damsel was dead. And then the Lord Jesus said, Get up, get up. Okay, and both of them arose. It was what we saw him doing in Mark chapter 4, verse 40, when he said unto the sea, Peace be still. And it was so. And the people were so afraid. I said, What manner of man is this? You remember what he did to that man with a withered hand in the synagogue? Matthew chapter 12, verse 13. He says, Stretch forth your hand. And the man did it. And the hand was made whole. Blind Bartimaeus, he commanded, and his eyes were, his, his sight came back, his eyes were opened. That, that is in Mark chapter 10. 10 verses 51 and 52 what jesus said to that man that was lame he said rise up pick up your be your bed and work and the man rose up because it's bed on the sabbath day and he worked and what about in luke chapter 9 verses 16 and 17 when he fed multitude with few loaves of bread and pieces of fishes and this is the same thing that we see in genesis i've gone back to the middle or I've gone forward to the middle I've decided to go forward to the middle so that the beginning will become a reality to us because sometimes the beginning seems to be so far away it is the same thing what did we see in the book of Genesis we saw him in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth the earth was without form and void we'll talk about that in, in, in another teaching and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God was moved upon him and God said let there be light and God said let, the, let, let there be a famine in the, in, in the midst and God said let the water under the heaven be gathered together in one side and God said let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, who seed in it itself upon the earth, and it was so. And God said, Let, let there be light in the firmament of the it was so. And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that has life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the in, in the open firmament, and it was so. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle, creeping things, and beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. What do we see here? 
It was the same way the Lord Jesus was commanding the eyes to open, the dead to rise, the withered hand to come forth, multiplying fruit, uh, 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 loaves of bread and fishes, and also commanding the, you know, the, the wind to cease and the water to become. Is here we have God. In Genesis, we see God who is king. Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4. And this is very, very important. You see, what we are saying here at the beginning is very important. What we are saying here at the beginning is very important. The, 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 you remember what we said about the good story? The opening. The opening, the content of the whole. It hooks us here. In the beginning, God. In the beginning, God. What we see in the beginning, Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 4 says, Where the word of a king is, there is power. And who may say unto the king, what doest thou? We are the word of the king is. There is power. So in Genesis chapter 1, we see God who is king. And this is very important. All those things you see, God saying, let there be, and there was. Let there be, there was. Let there be, there was. Let this be, let this be, let this be. And there was. And what we see the Lord Jesus doing in the gospel and said, Eyes open, dead arise, food be, be multiplied, see become. Here is God who is exercising kingly dominion. Or here is God who is kinging. Or here is God who is exercising his kingdom. And we are going to come back and say a little bit more about this. But it is, it is very, very important for you and I to understand that when God appears on the scene, he appear as the king. And what we see happening in Genesis chapter 1 is God who is king. That, listen to me, the process of creation is actually to demonstrate that God is king. It is the exercise of the kingdom of God that brought those things into creation. It was the exercise of the kingdom of God that brought light, that brought life, that brought order into the chaos it is the exercise of the kingdom of god or it is the exercise of his kingly dominion so what we see in creation what we see in creation record in genesis chapter one is actually the manifestation of god who is king god acted as king in creating the world now we are going to talk a little bit more about this in other teaching, but it is very, very important for us to know that that is what was happening in the book of Genesis chapter 1. is a story of a king with a kingdom. And this is very important. It's not just a, a random story. It's not a story without a direction. It's not a story that is looking for a content. There was a direction, there was a content, there was a focus. You know, there's a roll of, of, of drum and the king came on the scene. And the king began to exercise king dominion. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the, of the deep. And God said. So what we read about in the book of Genesis chapter 1 God saying all this thing is actually God who is exercising king dominion. God who is exercising king dominion. Now, before I go today, I just want to break through that 
Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning God. The first word that is used for God in the scripture is not, the first revelation of God in the scripture is not about his love. It's not about his mercy. It's not about his, 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 his grace. The first revelation of God in the scripture is about his power. In the beginning God Elohim. The first few verses of the Bible, the name that was used for God in the first chapter of the Bible, in the first few chapter, verses of the Bible is to reveal God to us as Elohim. Now, there are some other creatures that were called Elohim. Okay? But, calling, obviously, God is Elohim in a special sense of it. Okay? And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But, the Bible says that in the beginning, God Elohim, not God Yahweh, not God El Shaddai, not God Adonai, in the beginning, God Elohim. The first revelation of God in the scripture. And this is where this story, this story that we are dealing with, this is where this story you know, take off from in the beginning, God, Elohim, and that word Elohim defined for us God's power. So Elohim is talking about the that God is the most powerful, transcendent being, the strong one, the creator. It talks about the power of God in creating. The power of God that makes God God, that makes everything subject unto God. This is King. Remember what we read in the book of Ecclesiastes, remember that chapter 8, we are the word of the king is. And that is why he called God Elohim. Is the one that has, that exercise ultimate power. God Elohim. And so that word actually defined the power of God that makes every other thing be subject unto him. Is the name that defined God's power, God's glory, God's strength in his activity. And also our experience where we encounter this God that is all-powerful, this God that is all-might, our, our experience and our reaction, our response to that is awe and fear and worship and adoration. Because God is God. That is what we see when we break through, when we open up this exceedingly epic story of the whole Bible. We meet God, the God who is Elohim, the God who is all-powerful, the God who is almighty, the God who is all-sovereign, the God with whom nothing shall be impossible. I said actually that word can be used for other creatures, but the second, the second word is very important. In the beginning, God created that word created is very important because that word is never used for any other being but God. So God is Elohim in, in a special way because God can only create in the sense of bara. This God that we are talking about. Bara actually explains for us the type of power, the type of Elohim that we are talking about. It's only God, it's only God that can bara, that can create in the sense that is implied by bara. We can, there are other words that are used for other people for creation, but bara is only used for God. What does bara mean? Somebody have said this, that bara is used only for God's activity and denotes the production of something fundamentally new by the exercise of a sovereign original power altogether transcend that which is possessed by any other creature. Bara. Somebody said it contains the idea of both, the idea both of complete effortlessness and the 
part that he created all the material things without needing any other material things. It is only God that can create the things that we see from the from non-material things. We, in other words, the Bible says, the, what the Bible is saying here is that this God is so powerful, it doesn't need material things to create material things. It's God with whom nothing shall be impossible. In the beginning, God, bara. And straight away we see here the God that is exercising sovereign ultimate power. Hallelujah. So what we see straight away as we break through Genesis chapter 1, we see this God who is the most powerful and fearsome one. The God who spoke into existence the universe in all his detail, in all his vastness, in all his glory, in all his complexity. And the way he does that is to speak. He flung the universe into existence effortlessly just by speaking. And that is the God that enters into the story and he has a plan and he has a purpose <laughs> and he has a direction and this story is going to unfold for us when we started from the beginning how did that then unfold and we're going to look at how that unfold and to in- include all those characters that we mentioned last time okay and that is going to be very very important let me read some let me read Psalm 33, verses 5 to 9, as I begin to round up. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. We are going to come back by the grace of God because it is important for us to look at these heavens and earth that were created by Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim bara heavens and earth. So bara is helping us to understand the greatness, the glory, the power, the might of this Elohim. And the heavens and the earth that were made will also help us to appreciate, to, to have something of a little understanding of this God. Psalm 33 again, verses, By the word of the Lord, were the heavens made by the word of Yahweh, were the heavens made all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the seas together as a heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. That's our response when we begin to understand the glory and the might and the majesty of this God with whom we have to deal with. Oh, hallelujah. Let the let all the heart fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spake and it was done. He commanded and he stood fast. We're going to stop there today. This is exciting. We are talking about this epic story of the whole Bible. And we are looking at the beginning. And we are looking at how that story unfolds. Hallelujah. And we have introduced it today. We've seen God. This mighty God. Great are you, Lord. Greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised. Father, you reign, great are you, Lord. Greatly to be praised, greatly to be praised. Father, you reign. God is great. God is great. The God of our Lord Jesus Christ and Jesus in the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. God. Jesus is God manifested in the flesh. We saw him just like we saw him in Genesis chapter 1. But now in human flesh, commanding and commanding and commanding, let it be. And they have to answer to him because he is God. 
We sincerely invite you to check out our teachings on YouTube Maranatha Teaching Channel. They will bless you. Thank you.